Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Buffalo Happy. I'm like, what's up? I'm tired today, but all is well. I feel like you're tired every day. No, not Come every day. Some days I'm fired up. You Dude, know that. Literally every single day I've talked to you for the past week, it's been I'm tired today. Well, it's also because we're nonstop the last two weeks. So Yeah, think, what's that all about? I don't know. Apparently people want us to talk to people. It's weird. But the uh, we're in my basement, for those that don't know, and we are mid-construction and the studio build-out, so that's amazing so first and foremost i think we should say thanks to uh mr v we'll call him to keep his identity secret oh yeah and uh not not gary v even though he did have a lot to do with this too gary v had literally nothing to do with this (laughs) but mr v did and we appreciate his expertise and all of his infinite wisdom so that it didn't come out like a three-year-old playing with legos so if you and I did it without his help, do you think we would have figured it out? It would have just taken twice as long, or do you think that we wouldn't have figured it out and walls would have been twisted? We would still be there trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we never would have left that day. <laughs> we would still be there trying to figure it out. It'd be a dumpster fire. There were too many intricate things that you would only know if you've done it before. Like, it, it just would have been a disaster. Have you ever... So you've never put up a wall before? I mean, yeah, but not like that. Yeah. Like we've we've made sections, you know, but nothing to that extent where you're literally framing in a door basically to code. Um, Everything is to code. Yeah. And for those that asked or, you know, um, texted or whatever throughout the process, the pictures that were up were mid construction essentially so it wasn't 100 percent done um so by the time we were actually done it was those photos were progress pics um so by the time we were done it was two code so everything's all fine you don't have to you know be like well you sure what about this <clears throat> chill out so yeah um i'm fired up to have that wall insulated the way it is there's a ton of insulation in there so that's super exciting and then now we're just rolling into the next set of projects to finish it so we're still like a week out, but it's fine. The the most satisfying part of that whole process, and I've watched these videos of like this old house or whatever it's called. There's a YouTube channel on it. No free shout outs, but they kind of are what guided my whole perception on how this works. 
But the, the best, most satisfying part is when you build the wall, build the wall, and it's laying down on the floor, and then you lift it up. And then when you lift it up, it fits perfectly in place, and you just have to kind of hammer it in into the exact spot. But it fits so snug yeah. because we're down to our measurements. We killed it. There was a lot of confirming measurements, but it was fun. And then, yeah, as long as you got the right tools, that's all you need. Which really, there wasn't like a ton that we needed. There's a lot that we had that made things easier. Correct. But the tools that, like anybody can build a wall. Correct. It's really not that difficult. No. It's just time consuming. You have to be exact. And it helps to have somebody there that knows what they're doing. Having someone with 41 years experience is a huge help. Yeah. Huge help. He's so, a he's a GC, general contractor. So he yeah. kind of knows what's going on. Yeah. So that's it. We're fired up. Um, and then once everything's done, you basically won't even recognize the old spot. And then for mega fans, the outlet that's behind me in the studio is fixed. There's no gap. Which is huge. That makes my OCD very, very happy. How come we didn't do it sooner then? We just keep forgetting? No, I didn't know they made oversized outlet covers. I just thought it was all standard outlet covers. I didn't know that they made ones three-eighths of an inch larger. So and now that's all we needed. Is the other outlet right next to it in frame? So now are you going to be able to see one oversized and one small? I don't believe so, no. And plus it's so far away that they almost look like... It just looks like it's supposed to be there, which makes me happy. I think you're going to have OCD now because they're going to be different sizes. No, because only the one outlet that has the oversized cover yeah. is in the shot. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's going to be different anyway. So we're going to kind of do some things with the camera angles. Correct. I didn't want to post too much about the like the renovation on the story because I want it to be like a surprise. Everybody will probably end up doing a video explaining it all in a separate one that releases during the weekend. But I wanted it to be more of a like a surprise, like oh my god, this is the old stuff, and now this is the new stuff, and not really doing a ton of the. In between. In between until that video. So they could see all in one mm -hmm. everything that's happening. Yeah. There's a lot happening. It's going to be a completely different site for you guys. So just so you know, like we said, we put walls up, but that's really not where we're stopping. We're adding lights. We're adding, like, stuff on the walls. We're doing, like, a full reno. It's going to be a completely different view for all of you. Correct. And a ceiling that's also insulated. We will not be cold ever. Well, it's the jury's still out on that one. I, I don't know. I don't think we'll be cold. With, I mean... That much insulation, that much insulation plus the heater on the wall, we're gonna be fine. Yeah, definitely gonna be fine. But yeah, so. so otherwise, the, I mean, that was essentially our week. Um, it was interviews. It was the construction phase for the studio, mm -hmm. and then now it's the same stuff. I mean, we got three meetings, two interviews episode record this week alone um i mean we're still doing a bunch of stuff with the collab with three chord so that's that's all still fluid and a working progress to get the whiskey out and then other than that i mean we're just flowing through content i counted this week i will have spent close to 30 hours on the podcast it's a full-time it's not even part-time anymore it's Six more hours and it's considered a full-time job. Correct. Yeah. It's exhausting. Are you burnt out? No, I'm not burnt out. Um, it's just a lot to keep up with because, like, there's just so much stuff. And if you don't get to it and then I do and then vice versa, then we have to confirm that we got to it because the workload is just constantly shifting. It's like, oh, we did that, right? It's like, yeah, I did that. It's like, oh, what about this? Yeah, that's done. Like, oh, okay, cool. I think one of the best things in the world is having some of our posts pre-scheduled. Mm-hmm. Because, like, on Saturday, Sunday, we can do all that, and then it, it just goes live, and we don't have to think about it, which is sweet. Yeah, and Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah, for the Tuesday, Thursday posts. Huge. Yeah, that's massive. When, looking back on it this past couple of years, is there something that we do now that you wish we would have done from the start? No, not really. Because we do everything now that we did then. It's just fine-tuned, mm -hmm. and it's just because we – it's like making a sword. Like, we started with this raw piece of metal, and then we've just been hammering it and hammering it, and then we're finally starting to get to a blade. We're not close yet to mm -hmm. finishing the sword, but we're starting to make the blade, which I think is sweet. Yeah. And then I feel like once we're at, like, oh, we're making the handle for the sword now, then the whole thing is going to be a different operation. What type of 
suggestions can we give to up and coming podcasters that want to start a podcast? Because like you, I mean, we're nowhere near considered successful whatsoever. Correct. That's even making me laugh thinking about it. Correct. But we have been doing this for a while. Mostly our audio quality and our video quality are decent enough for people to continue listening. We have a growing audience. So we've seen people in the local area, whether it's through our business Instagram or even my personal one, people have been starting podcasts more and more. So what's something that we wish that we would have started back then that we didn't? My biggest thing is I wish that we would have invested in cameras earlier. Because Yeah, but again, not every podcast is doing cameras. So I would say, which which is what I've always said, just have that outline up front of knowing what you're going to talk about and then find kind of like a niche so it is successful f- ongoing. It's not just you and a buddy literally talking about nothing that no one really cares about once a week and that's it like you have to have something that you can develop and build around and off of so that it's providing multiple outlets to do cool things but then grow upon like we pick small business like okay perfect so on small business we can we generate six to seven posts a week every single week because of that one specific route and then it's just becoming this huge tree full of analogies today Mm -hmm. so yeah, I mean, I think that would be the biggest thing is have an outline. I mean, we did, but it we pivoted because of the last two years. Mm-hmm. But um, we still had an outline of, okay, this is kind of where, what direction we want to go in. And then we just hammered it and then just stay consistent. That would probably be the biggest thing. But not everybody's going to record, right. you know. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is having, like, if you think that you have a niche, niche is a weird term because you feel like you're pigeonholing yourself into that niche. But if you're too broad, no one's going to even watch. Correct. Like, you know how difficult it is to be a stand-up comedian. And basically you think that you sitting down with your buddy and cracking jokes is enough for you to gain, maintain an audience because you're so funny. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of people out there that are funny, but people aren't going to gravitate towards that. There's so many of those based podcasts that are like, we're just going to sit down and just bro it out. It's like, dude, come on, let's be realistic here. So that's why we focus primarily on whiskey is our main thing. And then small businesses is kind of an offshoot of that to continue promoting local whisk, uh, distilleries and now local businesses. And then the other thing, too, is um, I would say, like, people are now starting to reach out to us, which is super strange, like businesses that want to start a podcast or other people that are in their profession and want to start a podcast. They've reached out and they're like, what do you recommend equipment-wise? Um, so we – we don't care. Like we just give information cause like we, whatever, mm-hmm. like we just help everybody. Um, so don't be afraid to reach out and ask. And then also if you're interested in some of our old equipment, it is for sale. So we've upgraded a few times. So if you want to have like good quality equipment, that's not broken and destroyed because we maintained everything mm-hmm. that'll work for you. Um, and then give you a decent starting point, feel free to DM us and then we can just give it to you. Um, you know, at a decent price. And then that way you're not breaking the bank and surfing on Amazon because we already did that for you. So that way we can help you kind of start and grow. And then, you know, it's, it is what it is. The biggest question that I get all the time is microphones. Yeah. So people have to understand when you're looking at a podcast, even if it's a video podcast, if it's an audio podcast, all of it is coming through the microphone. So if you have a shitty microphone, it's not going to be a good quality podcast. I've seen people start, like you and I invested in these from the beginning because mm-hmm. we're like, this is something we have to do. We've never upgraded our mics yet. No, which but is everything awesome. else we've upgraded. I mean, these are good mics though. That's why. Correct. But like, I've seen people with like the Yeti microphone and I, I watched this one podcast when it first started out and they had a one USB microphone in the middle of the table of both of them talking. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, I, I understand that money is tight. But they've already failed and haven't continued producing a podcast because they had no listenership. Because it sounds like you're in a friggin' dungeon right. talking. Like, we're not in a cave. Get two microphones. If you're going to save money, get two USB microphones that are good, that are very close to you. But we, we always recommend XLR microphones. So these microphones here have to be either with a audio interface or a mixer like we have here. You can get USB microphones that plug directly into the computer. The audio quality isn't as good. These are more of a like a podcast microphone. 
But that's the biggest thing is audio is obviously number one. It's a podcast. Even if it's a video podcast, half a video is audio. So you need good microphones or else you're not going to be able to be successful. Yeah, We're struggling on the other end with cameras because we started off on our phone, which had good video quality, but, but it wasn't consistent because Mike supports China and has the Apple iPhone and I support Japan and have the Samsung <laughs> uh, phone. But we started off doing it on our phones. And then we decided to upgrade to camcorders because we thought it was going to be easier. But the camcorder quality is less quality than our phone. So now we kind of regress a little bit for the sake of convenience. (sighs) Yeah, but at the same time, we've actually gained a lot with the cameras. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's helped us tremendously because there's a lot of tremendous people out there. Trust (laughs) me. Um, And then now we're going to upgrade again when we can. Because, again, we literally make zero doll hairs doing this, and it's the whole thing is self-funded. But, yeah, w- when we upgrade cameras, it's going to be awesome because it'll just – it's just going to boost everything. Mm-hmm. Everything about it's going to change, and I'm fired up. It's going to allow us to do more content, different kinds of content. Um, we can throw in different lenses. It's just going to be a better picture quality. There's not going to be random blurriness just because the center focus isn't really – it's just like – Everything changes. Lenses are crazy expensive. Have Correct. you looked? Yeah. They're like just as much as the camera. Sometimes more. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so the lens is everything. It's truly going to be like a $3,000 investment to get good cameras and lenses. Which we'll see because I'm super frugal. So I tell Derek, let's let's tone it down. Yeah, so I'm like, these are the ones that I want. We need these. <laughs> And then I'm like, that's hilarious. We're not doing that. Okay, then we'll do these, which is basically like a year old. Like, we're literally saving 62%. So, yes, we're doing those. So, it's kind of funny. So, when we first, starting a video podcast, the biggest thing is you need a camera to record on that doesn't have a recording limit. It was it's stupid. DSLR cameras, like regular point and shoot cameras, they have a recording limit set for tax purposes by the EU. No one cares we about can, the EU. I know. We can go into so much detail when we get the new cameras to discuss all about it. But I was reading up on it, and they have a like a recording limit because of tax purposes coming out of Europe. So that's why all of American cameras have a co- recording limit for the most part. The, the ones that I sh- was sending you don't have a recording limit. And obviously camcorders don't either. That's why we have a camcorder. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's the stupidest process. Like, Why? They say it's an overheating issue, but it's not an overheating issue. They don't overheat. It's, it's a, money a tax issue. issue. Yeah. It's a money issue. It's so stupid. Correct. So th- that's why, I mean, it costs more to have a DSLR, but it's better. And then you can put lenses on it because we can't have lenses on this. And then we don't have to zoom in, get pixelated, and can start recording 4K and see all of our blemishes. It is what we're it is. super self-conscious now. Yeah, we'll be fine. <laughs> so, yeah, in the meantime, we're chilling in the basement. What are we, 15 minutes in? 16. Look at that. I felt that in my soul. Oh, yeah. All right, what are we drinking? High West Campfire. High West Whiskey Campfire. This is basically the whiskey that everyone's like, it's like scotch. It, it, it is scotch. It has scotch in it. Uh-huh. So you're making me drink moss again. Try it out, bro. Oh, God, I can smell it. It's peaty, dude. But it's more smoky than peaty. Mm-hmm. You know I hate both. Perfect. Which one do you hate more? Smoke. Yeah. Jesus. Well, all right, dude. Just break your mic. After we just basically talked them up for a while about how, how great <laughs> our equipment lasts. suck. Yeah, our equipment's really not abused. <laughs> and Derek's just beating it on set. Surprisingly, it's really not abused. Like, how much you and I travel and go to different places for to record, we need a better carrying case. What are your thoughts? That is something that you would want to drink in, like, Montana, like Butane, Montana. Excuse me? Uh, there's a city in Montana or a town. It's not Butane, but it's like Butte, Montana. Oh, yeah. This is... um. Not a fan? This is a product for Derek. This You're not is, a fan, really? I'm, I can drink it. I enjoy it. Um. I feel like I would need ice. Do you like, have some? You want to put some in? I'm not a terrorist. I'm not going to add <laughs> ice to a product. But yeah, this is this is right up your alley. Mm-hmm. Not up mine yet. I'm an, I'm still on a different block. 
Oh, that's kind of cool. The uh, the bottom of it is kind of beveled. You see? Oh, it's going back mm-hmm. backwards. It's weird. Beveled. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm, it's not. I wonder if that's like a to meet seven fifty. It's actually good. I'm just not a huge, massive fan of the peat and the smoke. I also just don't like smoked things. Like smoked meat, it's kind of tough for me to really just like. Oh my god! You like smoke old fashioned? I'm gonna. I. I I do, but I don't. It depends on how smoky it is. If it's a quick flash, like, sure. But if someone lets that thing roast, like, no, I can't. I hate I hate campfires. What, like, drinking and eating campfires. I was going to say, because you love fires. Oh, I'm all, yeah, so I love why? fires. But I just hate, do you like, I don't want to eat them. I want to sit by them and stay warm. Do you like smelling like them the next day, or do you hate it? I feel like you're super crazy about making sure you don't smell like it the day after. I am very anal, yeah. I, I bet. Yeah, so when I... Yeah, if I have a fire all night and I'm sitting by it, like an, a, nat, a natty fire, not a propane heater, and I got that thing cranking, it's not my, uh, those coals are going to the wash. Really? Yeah, those coals are going to the wash Dude, in the morning. I, so everything gets caught in the beard. Food, so smoke, gross. everything. So gross. Uh, so I love having that smell captured in the beard. I you, bought beard oil that you, smells like a campfire dude, because I love that, it so much. I saw your toilet lid, dude, because right? it got chipped. I was so mad. I walked in to use the latrine, <laughs> and I looked, and I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, that's that's what I'm like, damn. Right? thing took a freaking chunk, dude. Seriously? Yeah, it was intense. I was looking at it. I'm like, all right, don't cut yourself when you're trying to flush. I did it. I cut myself on my uh, finger right here. So did you find... Oh, my God. Right? So did you find out if... You can get just a replacement top? I don't think you can. I'll probably have to go. You're buying a bidet. No, I'm not. This is it. Never. Dude, Jeannie's going to be all in. She's oh, been to Europe. She understands. Would you stop? She would enjoy it. <laughs> We're not getting a bidet. Why not? I feel like it would be so uncomfortable. The cost savings, dude? For toilet paper? Correct. Oh, brother. You'd save over $1,000 a year. Is that proven? It's simple math. Think about it. You don't need it anymore. <laughs> so look at your bills. And then figure out how much in toilet paper you spend a year. I don't spend the money. Gina does. Well, let her run the the numbers, and then you'll save it. Instant. Bam. See, that's the one thing that I want to do for my next house. I want, like, the house to be geothermal heated. I want solar panels for electric. And then eventually, eventually I'll probably have a Tesla. And then with the solar panels on the roof, then I can basically just... What we was that? We weren't recording. Shut up. No, I'm just kidding. What was that button? A low cut. A low cut? Yeah. Oh, all right, audio engineer. There's a little humming going on, so I'm hoping that the- It's uh, the beer fridge in the back. Well, that's what I'm hoping, that the low cut, it cuts out some of the low humming noise, so hopefully it doesn't come through the audio, you know what I'm saying? See, this is why you got to upgrade your equipment, people. So anyways, if the solar panels are on the roof, then essentially that'll cut my electric bill in half because I'm getting it from the sun, and then that way, charging my Tesla would be even cheaper, you know? Because I'm just using Mother Earth. Why would half your electric bill be gone? Why wouldn't it all be gone? Well, because you still... I mean, it, I, it depends on how many solar panels you would have. But I don't <laughs> think I would have... Plus, we live in Buffalo, bro. Like, it's not... <laughs> it's not that sunny. Right. You know? So, even more savings. But I'm just thinking about the amount of... Sa- especially if, you know, oil does what oil does, then I might save, like, eight grand a year. How, like effective our solar panel you drive by someone's house and they got three panels on their house that's not doing much you don't know that though how, how would that do i much? don't i don't know i don't know what it produces kilowatts per hour but i'm sure it's better i mean better than having none you know and that's why and, you got a regular electric and my next house is gonna have a metal roof yeah i wish they're so expensive though well it's a one-time buy basically unless you get hit with hail which we do here all the time. Not all the time. It's based on area. Dude, there's golf ball size hails coming down. Tone down. <laughs> Goodness. You act like it's just, oh, it's Wednesday. Here it comes. Yeah, I have a hole in my deck from one piece of hail. Right. Well, probably because it was dry wouldn't, rotted from the termites you had. <laughs> wouldn't that be crazy if there's hail coming down that's like the size of a baseball? It happens. Not here. Well, correct. But Midwest, Texas, all that stuff. Why? Why do you think they get more hail than we do? Hail. Well, praise hail. Well, why do you ask these questions like I know? I don't know, dude. I'm trying, out of your mind. I'm trying to like get you thinking, you know? I feel like you're not thinking much. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Thanks. That's probably one of the nicest things you've ever said to me. I, w- I need you to think. Here's a crossword. I hate crossword puzzles. Did you ever used to do them when you were younger? 
the easy ones. Damn you, you give him all the easy ones. But yeah, <laughs> I just... told all of these. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to do them all. That was mine and my grandfather's thing. I would go over there and we would do the crossword puzzle together. And I remember he would always say, like, I would ask him, hey, grandpa, what's a, like, before I even knew anything, like a synonym to dialectic. It's not even a word. I'm like, what's a synonym to this? And he's like, this is it. And I'm like, why? What does it mean? And he goes, does it fit? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, that's the answer. I'm like, I know, but what does it mean? He's like, does it fit? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, that's the answer. He would never explain anything to me. He would just tell me what the answer is and never explain it. Yeah, that would drive me nuts because yeah. I would just sit there and ask why. But, but I used to do that every day. So back when I was a manager at Tops, I used to go up into the break room all the time and I would do the crossword puzzle every day. I got what, real good at them. What are you, 80? Dude, I was manager at Tops. That's what we have to do <laughs> to keep our minds going. Read the newspaper, do whoosh, flash out the newspaper, read it a little bit, do the crossword and the Sudoku. What, do you, what are your thoughts on Sudoku? No, no, no. I don't. Word find? Yeah, word finds my jam. I don't do Sudoku. We won the war, so I'm not going to play their games. <laughs> so yeah, I'll just, you know I'll find some words, but I'm not I'm not all about Sudoku. They have it's like impossible. It's like playing Minesweeper on uh, um, Windows 98. Okay, but no mine, one knows what the hell that is. I do. You know how to play? Yeah, I actually have it downloaded on my phone. Shut up. Yeah. Since when? Since I got the phone. You want to play a game right now, real quick, Honor? No. Just kidding. Do How I do you still play? Have it, actually? I just click all the gray boxes until I explode, <laughs> and then I, like, plant a flag like I'm being strategic. I don't know what's going on. Just put the flag down. Yeah, if I'm standing here, it's America. <laughs> so, you, so, like, you have the grid, and the first click is mostly always luck. Like, you never know where the bombs are for the first click. The bombs. Uh, so, you click it, and then it sprawls out all these numbers. Mm-hmm. And then the numbers indicate how many bombs there are around your around that number. So if you picture this, so you click on something and there's like a little like island here. Picture this. What are we, an elf with a book pitch? <laughs> what? It's a common phrase, Michael. Picture this. Please tell me you've seen elf. Yeah, I have. Okay. Remember when the little person comes in for the book reading and oh. he keeps saying, picture this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So anyway, so if Does I Santa know you're here, <laughs> so oh, he must be a South Pole. <laughs> so if I click a gray box and it's got nothing but ones around it, I'm screwed. Basically, just don't click anywhere around there. That's where you put the flag. So you put the flag wherever the bombs are. Okay. So if you have like, if you click one, uh, like imagine this is the this is going to be super good for our audio listeners. But imagine you have a square. Okay. Yeah. You click on the first box up there, and then it comes out. And there's one box next to it, one, one, and then this one's still untouched. Yeah. That's the bomb. And then since you have a one down here, you know that this one next to it is not a bomb because you just click, you just click the only bomb next to it. So the number that you have there is how many bombs are around there. And as long as you have a bomb, the, the same number of bombs, this is going to get demonetized real quick. I've said bomb way too many <laughs> times. Uh, <laughs> as soon as you have the same number of, like, the number to the number of bombs around it, you can start clicking the other ones away. I'll show you, dude. We'll play competitively. Do you like chess or anything? Chess or checkers? What type of game do you like? Are you, like, a fun guy or what? What's going on? What is this, 21 <laughs> questions about games? I, yeah, I like games. I like football. Well, not, can can jam's a, not bad if I'm no, with the I'm guys. No, I'm saying board games oh. or, like, mind games. Um, not can jam. Hold on. Um... Hey, babe, babe, what's that get? T- ticket to Ride. Ticket to Ride's that good one. That's a good board game. It's real st- uh, strategic. Ticket to I've never heard of that before. You've never played Ticket to Ride? Okay, well, for those that are normal, Ticket to Ride, that's a good game. Um, Ticket to Ride? Yeah. Oh, also, what what's that? What game is that? Like okay, shoots so, and ladders, no, are we talking? Eels. <laughs> no, okay, so that's a SpongeBob reference. Ticket so anyways, to Ride. Yeah, hold board on. Game. Okay. I'm trying to explain. <laughs> Stop over-talking. <laughs> okay, so imagine the board... You unfold the board, okay? You're not even looking at me. I'm looking at the game. Yeah, so you open the board, okay? And it's Earth, and it's basically like a Pangea thing. So you remember what Pangea Mm -hmm. is. You went to school. so Debatable. Right. So then you have different routes, okay? They're all different colors, and then you pick what... I feel like this is like Catan or Catan. Let me explain before I lose my train of thought. (laughs) So say you're the red train and I'm the green train, okay? You you then get cards, and then your card dictates the route that you have to take. Like, hey, you have to go from point A to point B, this city to this city, figure out how you're going to get there. And then you roll your dice, and then that's how many slots that you can basically move your train. And, like, it's like snake. Mm. You're developing your snake. And then your second card is, if you have time, you basically 
have to do these tasks. And then at the end of the game, the person with the longest continuous train wins. If And then if you went from like, if you did complete point A to point B, and then you basically created a blockade with other train pieces to stop them, um, then you get points. And then if you did your, if you have time card, you get more points. Mm. So you're basically trying to complete your own tasks while blocking everybody else. It's amazing. So you wouldn't, so you don't like chess or checkers? No, I, I mean, I, I'm cool with checkers. Um, chess, I'm not like, I, I enjoy and respect chess. I've just never sat down to really fully understand it. Um, backgammon was a game I used to play all the time with my dad. Hell yeah. Uh, back in the South Buffalo days. And then what uh, what's that other game that we recently talked about where you got, um, it's like plates and then your... Um, Diner Dash? No, goofball. <laughs> You got plates. No, I'm sorry. The entire board is playing cards, and then you have little discs, and then you put that on mm. your playing card. And there's duplicates. It starts with an S. Yeah, it's whatever the hell that game is. That's going to bother you. Try to look that up, because I I don't know what that's Sequence. Called. Sequence, Nailed thank it. you. So that, Didn't even have to look it up. That game I like, too. I mean, yeah. we, we have, like, board game nights. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll host... Um, you know, vaccinated, not vaccinated. We don't care. Um, so we'll we'll host, and then from there we'll do. It's already been thirty minutes. Sure has. We, we don't show up on this podcast. <laughs> so we'll host. We'll do dinner, and then after dinner we'll do like a quick dessert, and then it's it's game time. And then who's ever over, we'll do we'll play games and so, then drink and hang out and then fall asleep. And then you know Kelly's never lose. Throw the team on my back, dude. And that's it. Do you like? Card games, or are you more of a board game? No, the army made me a card game fan. What's your favorite card game? I still love Texas Hold'em. Mm-hmm. I love that game, but Spades is always good just to get a quick couple games in. War is always good. Playing war with your military coins is amazing. Yeah. So that's really fun too, because then you can basically just throw it down <laughs> and then tell them like you're not even you're not even the same league private, you know. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's that's a good one. What about you? I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, rummy's not bad. Yeah, rummy's not bad. A lot of bad. people like rummy, but what um, we do this thing called golf. What about Egyptian cat screw? Are you just making stuff up now? No, that's an actual card game. You never, never play the game? It, no. Okay, so what what about golf? It's uh, Oh, it's you play 18 and then your deck of cards is basically how far you, or your cards is how far your shot was or something? Close. We play so it's a I mean, I don't really even know why it's called golf. I think there's just 18 rounds. But what it is is it's you put down six cards, like one, two here, one, two here, and then one, two here. And then you flip two cards over, and your objective is to get the lowest score possible. So I guess that's probably why it's called golf, too. And same number of cards cancel each other out, and whatever you have left at the end of the round is your score. So if I have a queen and a jack here, and then I flip these over, these are queen and jack, then they cancel each other out. But there's also a deck in the middle that you can draw from and then replace certain cards and everything, and there's wilds and everything like that. It's pretty fun. So are you telling our listeners that you like to go 18 rounds? I do. Are you saying that you can go all day? I am. Hell yeah. <laughs> we can go all day long. Well, good deal. Yeah, it's fun. So what's this other game that you were talking about? Egyptian, Egyptian Cat Screw? Egyptian, yeah. What? Yeah, that's a game I used to play in like, freshman sophomore year of high school so 2006 2007 time frame i don't even remember the rules oh, really? it, it was just an actual game and then we used to have egyptian cat screw yeah what the hell are those things Can called google even does google even know what this is oh i'm sure it knows everything also fun fact if you were born before the year 2004 you are older than google I don't know why you told me that the other day. I'm like, well, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> I love fun facts. Trivia is not bad, but I like fun facts. Have you ever played Jackbox TV? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. Yeah, Egyptian rat says. screw. There it is. See, I knew it was an animal <laughs> with three letters. Also known as slap, Egyptian rat killer, Egyptian war, or ERS is a card game of the matching family of games. All right. Well, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but... Interesting. It's a French deck. I don't even know what that. There's French cards. I don't know. They're probably always retreating. So let's dive into the cocktail. <laughs> cocktail. We didn't even talk about the whiskey yet. That's what I'm saying. The cocktail that we're having. Because this is not a normal. This isn't normal. There's too many things at work. 
Okay, so so let's dive into the the uh, the whiskey section. All right, so today, episode eighty four. We're yeah. drinking one of High West Distillery's products. So this product itself is called Campfire. And you're probably wondering why it's called Campfire. Go back to the beginning of the episode to where Mike almost threw up because it tastes like smoke. Okay, so High West, Chevy, Campfire, Malibu. What? Right? Is that how that works? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, High West is the distillery. Yep. Campfire, Campfire is, the, name is of the, the brand of it. Yep. Boom. So this is a 92 proof. So it's lower than our normal typical proof. Um, but I think it's very good. So in 2016, they won Distiller of the Year by Whiskey Advocate. Not this specific whiskey, but Distiller of the Year. Uh, company background. So <clears throat> High West Distillery was founded in 2006 by David Perkins and his wife, Jane, Ann Perkins. <laughs> uh, David was inspired to open his own distillery after a trick a trip to Maker's Mark Distillery in Loretto, Kentucky in 2001 and noticing similarities between the distilling and fermentation process in his previous life as a biochemist. Yeah, me too. Yeah. You, you know that they're very similar, right? Super. <laughs> Goodness. In 2004, the Perkins family, Ann Perkins, relocated to Park City, Utah, where they began, di- began distilling in 2007. Sounds like Eagleton. <laughs> right? Those... Pawnee folks hate that <laughs> Park City place. Uh, they chose Park City because of David's love for the Old West and Utah's little-known whiskey history. Do not have any trivia on the Utah whiskey history, but we just have to try more Utah products then. Have you heard of High West before? Yeah. Yeah. Do you Have you had it before or no? Um, one of their other products, but not this. Their, um, what was it? Because somebody recommended this, mm-hmm. and then somebody recommended one of their other products that we did have. I've never had a High West outside of this. Oh, really? They have a rye, and they have I, a bourbon. It's called Brary Bourbon or something I, like that? I believe their rye is what I had, and uh, I, I think it was at a buddy's house. I should have probably looked up their products. Um, all right, I'll do that after this. So, I got it. Okay, so in 2007, High West began on a small 250-gallon still and saloon in historic livery stable and garage. In 2015, High West opened their distillery in Wanship, uh, Wanship, Utah, which has a space for educational whiskey tasting, pairings, tours, and houses a 1,600-gallon still, copper pot still. 1,600-gallon copper pot still. It's crazy. Yeah, that's huge. The saloon still operates as a gastro distillery, which features an Alpine-inspired Western fare with the original still operational. It's pretty sick. Okay. So this campfire whiskey, here's a little bit about this. So this is a blend whiskey that is blended with bourbon, rye, and Isla scotch. Damn. So that's why you're getting all these stuff. So... The idea is said to come from when David and his wife, uh, Ann Perkins, were on a trip to Isla, Scotland, and visited the Brooklotic Distillery. The syrup the distillery used for breakfast had a peated taste to it, which sparked his idea uh, to think of blending the peaty scotch with sweet bourbon they already made. So their syrup that they made had a little bit of that like mossy, earthy tone to it. So he said, wouldn't it be a good idea, since I love this so much, is pair this with our, with our very sweet whiskey to get the same taste and flavor that I'm getting right now. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, did you have the other products? Yeah, and it was not what I was thinking. I, for some odd reason, was thinking High West Rye was New Riff Rye, mm, and gotcha. it's not. Yeah. Two totally separate entities. Yeah, New Riff, I think, is a, a Kentucky. Heaven Hill product, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Kentucky. Um, so yeah, so basically they decided that they're going to try, they're a very innovative distillery. That is really what it comes down to. They like, yeah, this is something that was never thought of before to Mm -hmm. blend these two together or these three together because it's bourbon, rye, and scotch. And what they do is they place it in heavily charred French and Hungarian oak casks. Of course it's Hungarian. So think about this for a second. They like, think of how innovative this is. If you would have just talked about blending bourbon, a bourbon product and a rye product together, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like we would have talked about that. 
Now think of adding Scot- Isla Scotch in with that too. We probably would have talked about that. Like that's pretty sweet. Do you know the percentage of each? Mm-hmm. No. Is it secret? Uh, like I, the Krusty Krab formula? Maybe. Maybe okay. we should get plankton on the case. I'm not. They didn't say it. I don't know if it's secretive or they just didn't say it. So it's secret. Um, but marrying the three together is super like rare. N- yeah, it never happened. And rare. now they're aging it in Hungarian oak casks. Which again, Hungarian oak by itself would have got us to talk about it. Mm-hmm. This is pretty crazy. They're very innovative. But what they did was they took, so they took a, the barrels of each, okay. and then instead of just blending them into a bottle, they blended them into a Hungarian oak barrel and let that sit to get all of that melded together and come into one product at the end. It's crazy. So they put them all in, a, in the same barrel. You said mm-hmm. for how long? Uh, it didn't say that. Okay. So um, the bourbon and rye are both MGP products. Okay. And it, then the third part is a PD Isla Scotch. So I, they didn't say the exact um, distillery Brand. it came from. Right. Yeah. It, it is a blended scotch. So it probably comes from more than one distillery. Uh, but it's interesting. So, yeah, th- that's really it. It's very, very interesting. It has a very unique nose to it. There's a lot of flavors that you're picking up. And that rot or that um, peat and smoke and charred wood is very prevalent. Yeah, you ain't kidding. I just I feel like it very, very fitting for the name. Mm-hmm. Well, let's write this thing. Let's do it. <sighs> oh my god, you're so annoying. I know. I get that a lot. All right, so only for me. Yep, and Gina. All right, so no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so high west whiskey. Here we go. So label branding, what do you got? I like that it has the old, like old time Westy look to it. It has a like a yellow or a worn and abused paper color to their label. It's not like white and it's not yellow. It looks like it's an old piece of paper. It's the old school Western wanted poster. Yep, exactly. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, the high West, the, the text is really cool. They have to put in what type of whiskey it is because since it's not technically considered bourbon Mm -hmm. and it's not technically considered rye and scotch, like it's not any of that. They had to basically call out on the label that it's made with straight rye whiskey, straight bourbon whiskey, blended malt scotch whiskey. So it has all that on the label. Wow. Uh, The back of it says, I was going to write something cheesy about cowboys, campfires, and whiskey, but I figured you might be more interested in how campfire whiskey came to be. One morning at the Brooklattic Distillery, B&B, my wife and I smelled peat in the air. The great ladies that made our meals were simmering a bottle of peated whiskey and sugar. Later that night, they brought out dessert of ripe honeydew drizzled with the peated syrup. This was the most unusual, delicious, and memorable ending to a dinner I've ever had. The combination of melon, sweet smoke really worked, so naturally, I thought, why not mix these sweet bourbon and peat? The main flavor, or melody, is sweet honey from the uh, ripe bourbon. The enhancing flavor, or harmony, is floral fruity spice from a mature rye whiskey. The accent, Satchmo's gravely voice, don't know what reference that is, um, is from a more or I'm sorry, is smoke from the peated scotch whiskey. The proportions, top secret. There you go, top secret. Gotcha, okay. Campfire is carefully crafted from source whiskeys. See highwest.com for details. So as the sun sinks low and the cold settles in, grab a bottle of campfire whiskey and gather around the blazing fire to warm up. Wind down your day, share stories, and deepen friendships. One taste of this sweet, spicy, and yes, smoky whiskey, you'll know how it goes. how it got its name. We like to enjoy campfire whiskey with s'mores or good-looking strangers. If you find yourself in Old Town Park City, you ought to come out to visit High West's Distillery and Saloon and get a taste of our Western hospitality and our crowd-pleasing um, victuals. I have Founder. a feeling their tasting room is really cool. Oh, yeah. It has to be super, like, old saloony. Not chill-filtered, no color or flavor added. Um, and yeah, it's pretty cool. It looks like an old... High West's home in historic Old Town Park City and the world's only ski and gastro distillery. Hmm. That's pretty sick. You can ski right into it. There's like an oil um, thing in the back, too. It looks really sweet. So, yeah. Um, I also do like – I wonder if this angle down here is because when they made this bottle and it's like long neck and high profile, it came out to be like 800 milliliters and they're like, shit, we got to figure something out. I wonder if that's the case because I don't see another reason for this. 
So uh, it has High West on the actual bottle itself, raised, yep. which is pretty cool. Yep. And then in the back, it says Park City, Utah. A plus. Yeah, they they actually put way more into this than mm-hmm. most people think. So I agree, I agree, I agree. Plus, I agree, I agree. their picture too for the campfire is pretty spot on. Yeah, it looks like I just want to go home and play Red Dead right now. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So nose. What do you got on the nose? Smoke, peat, <laughs> more smoke and peat, um, and then it kind of finishes with smoke and peat. So. <laughs> But you do smell sugar as well, like grain sugar. Yeah. It, it hits you in the face with the smoke and the peat because it's something that you're not used to smelling. But well, yeah, I don't wake up and smell this like you do. I mean, yeah. I you're do. fired up. I basically throw it in my coffee every morning. I do not if anyone from my work is listening, but maybe I do. So on the nose, you're getting a little bit of smoke and peat, but there's like an underlying melon or um, butterscotch that I'm getting. Like, secondary to that. I'm getting more butterscotch than I am melon. Um, and I, It's I like think a fresh fruit. I'm not getting that. No. I'm getting butterscotch, smoke, peat, and wood sugar. Like, granule sugar in between that. Mm. So, um, nose, on I, the nose, are you getting more bourbon, rye, or scotch? Scotch. Okay. And I actually... I respect this nose. Um, I always talk smack about peat and smoke because it's not my favorite. However, I appreciate the work that goes into making this product what it is. Um, and it is a nice experience of smelling it because, again, I, I do like campfires. Um, but you're also picking up things that you're traditionally not getting with other products. And I do like that. So for me, I'm going with an A. So think of this. Picture this. Yeah, picture this. Before, nope, put it down, put it down, put it down. Smell your arm. I'm smelling it. I'm going to give you a layout and you need to picture it while you smell. Okay. All right. You just had the first fire of the season and it's getting dewy on the ground as the night comes to an end. And then. You want me to close my eyes too? I do actually. I'll tell you a sweet bedtime story. So after the fire is done, you put it out with water and you get that like old, charred, damp wood. Smell it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's that place. You're not wrong. Like this put me back into spring of last year. Cause I haven't had a fire yet this year. Well, it sounds like a you problem. Right. You should tonight. It's what you should do because it's gonna rain for the next three days. Listen, it's a work night. But yeah, that's what I'm getting out of nose. It's like an old campfire. Yeah, I'm with you. As cheesy as that sounds, this is called campfire. That's what it basically smells like. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Okay. I'm still with an A. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree, I agree, I agree. Okay, so A plus A, initial taste. I get kind of a cherry. I still don't get melon. No. I do get smoke. Obviously, I do get peat. And then I still get the wood sugar. And a cherry. Not the cherry you get in cocktails. Whatever the M word is. Maraschino. Yeah, those. Not not like a normal cherry that you would... Mm. So on the taste, on the initial taste, are you getting more bourbon, rye, or scotch? A blend between rye and scotch for me. I still don't really get the bourbon. I don't know where it is. I'm trying to find it. I like that the nose is appealing enough to sip it, but for somebody that's not a scotch drinker, the sip is inviting to them. Especially if someone smokes meat. Because then this this is right up their alley. And if someone likes smoky things, they're like, yes, this is a really cool experience. Again, I'm just not fully there yet. So I can kind of pick up like a little toffee and nutmeg in there too. I get, I don't get that in the initial taste. No. No. For me, that's why I was waiting um, for the ending note. But I do get, I, I do get toffee. I do get nutmeg. Um... But and that's all initial I get what taste. You're saying or with that's the... all. Fu- that's all. Any note. That's not initial taste. The initial taste is very intense. With, for me, 
the aforementioned notes, and that's about it. But the ending note dissipates, and then the lingering after effects of it is when I'm picking up a little bit of vanilla, some honey, toffee, nutmeg. It's kind of like a really cool blend Mm -hmm. that you want to dive into this. This is something that you would force your sip at a fire. Also, again, as cheesy as that is, but Mm -hmm. just because it'll open the longer it sits. And I think the more this opens, say I add a drop of water, it'll open up the ending note. It's not going to do anything for the initial taste and obviously certainly won't do anything for the nose. But this is... This has levels. It's very dynamic. Um, it's not. It's not one-dimensional. There's tiers to this. So let me ask you now. I, okay, so initial taste. I agree with your cherries. I'm getting kind of like a blueberry, like a darker fruit type okay. initial taste. Okay. Um, so initial taste, what are you getting it? A, are you going B? I'm probably going to go A. No, I'm, I'm a B. Just because it's I'm it's the upfront, I'm a, I'm a right? It's just the initial like blast of, <laughs> but then when that goes away, then it's like, well, hold on, there's more to this, mm-hmm. and then that kind of elevates the experience again for someone that's not fully invested in smoke and peat, um, and it kind of like this makes you happy. Mm-hmm. This makes you feel like a man, you know. Yeah. When you drink it, you're like, Ugh, so uh, more mead. <laughs> Ending note. What are you getting for the ending note? We, we kind of talked about it. Yeah, what is I, your rating? Ending note, I'm going A. Um, flat A. Nothing nothing after it. But um, but yeah. And I'm going to go B checkmark on the initial taste. So, so ending note. Is it more scotch, rye, or bourbon for you? The ending note is where you get the bourbon. But it's not it's not the ending note. It's after the ending note. It's mm-hmm. it's what lingers in your sinus cavity and on the uh, on the back of your tongue and towards the center of your tongue. It kind of just sits in like a little pool of of glorious yeah. nectar. So from our sipping, we would say that it probably smells and initially initial tastes like scotch. Yep. And then as it goes through that initial taste progression and into the ending note, you get that rye. Yep. And then as it ends the ending note and follows down your throat and kind of stays and lingers in your mouth, you're getting the bourbon. Yes. You could say, when I first had this, I thought that the ending note was very dry. But that could be, and bland, but that could be because the initial taste and the nose are so punchy that when it sits on your tongue after, it doesn't taste like the same punchiness that the initial taste was. So it can give off that perception of being a little weak. But as you drink more of this and more of that stays on your tongue and you keep flushing it down, it brings out that like vanilla, your typical ending note for bourbon. I agree, I agree, I agree. I agree, I agree, I agree. All right, so I'll give it an A for the ending note. Okay. I like that too. Um, Final rating. Three, two, one. Well, hold on. I didn't tell you. I didn't say. Give me that countdown, dude. Jumping the gun. No pun intended. All right. Give me that countdown. Three, two, one. 91.5. Come on, dude. Uh, 90. No. Perfect. <laughs> what is it? Keep going. Come on. You got this. I got to figure it out myself. Is it a 90.5? 89.75. Oh, that makes sense. Right? 89.75. 89.75. Right? 88. 91. Yeah, 89.75. Okay. That's the first .75 we've ever had in our show in no, 84 I episodes. I don't think so. I think we've done a .5 and a zero, like the next one up. What? You're the worst. Um, but yeah, so that is our review of High how, West how Campfire much is Whiskey. Uh, I do not know. I can look it up, though. I like ballpark know. numbers in the... Probably 30 to $100 somewhere on there. Yeah, that works. <laughs> that works. I'm sure that people will love that range. Yeah. Uh, just Googling it right now, High West at our friends over at I Drink Kosher, which is not what I want to look at. Hold on. Let me, <laughs> let me check, too. Eddie's. Eddie's wine, Fine Wine and Spirits. What do they have this at? They probably have it somewhere. It's probably like around 50 to $60. Okay. 
I enjoy it. I like that mix of scotch in with the sweetness of the bourbon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's a very good pair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I will say if I was to – Eddie's doesn't have it in stock. Um, so probably like 50 to 60 bucks. I would say, though, if I wanted scotch, I, it's kind of like a an all-season tire. You get what I'm saying? Like all-season tires are good for any time that you want. But if you want a winter tire, you should go with a winter tire. If you want a summer tire, you should go with a summer tire and swap them out. So what I would say is for the 60 bucks, I would probably still go scotch and I would probably still go bourbon. And then drink those when I feel like not mixing them. It's a very innovative idea. I love it. And it's good for entry-level scotch drinkers to get into it. But I will say I would rather prefer a regular scotch. Right. I'm with you. Cool. Boom. So that's our review of High West Campfire. Nailed it. Nailed it. So next week we have another, was that 45? It was supposed to be the 45, but it's actually 54. Goodness. Mega fan's going to get real upset. Uh, So next week we have another product that we're going to try. So we'll just keep rolling on this train. Of we already have it. Forcing, forcing me into products that I'm not necessarily ready for, but we'll just dive into them because what else are we going to do? Do we already have a product picked out? Yeah. Actually? You sent me a list of four. We're just going to crush them, oh, yeah, and I'm just going to put up with it. They're mostly all scotch. <sighs> well, that's just what I have in my house that I haven't drank yet because I'm not a lush. Or I'm just look at my, this look at my collection behind you. Stuff to, Dude, I still got Icebreaker. I still have Cooperstown. I still have both St. Lawrence. Haven't even opened the Blantons. Buffalo Trace not even open. Did We're, you save the bottle for Blantons or the box for Blantons or no? I didn't get one. Oh, sucks for you. Nerd. Long story about that bottle. So that'll that'll be open when I have a newborn. But if that, I wouldn't waste it on a kid. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to waste it on a daughter. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, anyways, all right, guys, that's it for us on episode 84. 84. Wow. All right. Uh, We're if, coming close to that hundred. What are we going to do? You already know what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to ball out for episode hammered. 100. Oh, okay. Ball out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so not Just do the whole, yeah, just do the whole episode hammered. I mean, I think. That would what, be kind of funny. I think what people need to do is rewatch our steak episode because we literally forced steaks down our throat. Now I'm hungry for meat. Because what we're having tonight is steaks. No comment. So excited. No pause. Um, yeah, steaks are awesome. I'm having venison stuffed peppers. Ooh, that's good too. Yeah. Ground venison? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right, guys. So subscribe on YouTube if you have not. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all content that we push out. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram is Buffalo Happy Hour 12. Facebook is Buffalo Happy Hour. We are growing on Instagram every day. We are very active on Instagram in regards to our story use. Um, Facebook just gets the same post that Instagram does, but Instagram is no doubt our most primary platform. So we appreciate any and all support thus far. We do have content coming out where we have a couple collabs in the work that I think is going to be unique and fun for everybody involved. It's unique not New York. Unique New York. It's not the status quo content where we're like, oh, we got some cool stuff. Like, no, it's there's some parties. Um, so we're fired up for that. Be on the lookout on our Instagram for the studio as well. And then uh, we will see you guys next week for episode 85 where Derek forces me to drink more scotch. So go Bills. Sounds like a good time to me. Uh, well, you know. Yeah. All right, everybody, up. please drink responsibly. Be a good person. And Michael, do not litter. We're out. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.